Bot Radio Network is pleased to present Encounter, a public service program here on KSIV that spotlights local Christian events and provides information and resources to enrich your lives. And now, your Encounter host, Judy Redlick. Hi, I'm Judy Redlick. What about the abortion issue? You know, since Roe versus Wade was overturned, some states are trying to get Roe versus Wade unoverturned. And we're going to talk today about the ballot initiative of Ohio and what that means to other states. And with me is the founder and executive director of Coalition for Life, Brian. And Brian, we're so glad to have you here today. And uh, what can you tell me, Brian, about this whole situation? You know, Brian Westbrook is one of those people that he can talk for two hours about the abortion <laughs> issue because there's so much to cover. And Coalition Life has done so much to help in this area in the state of Missouri and also Illinois. Well, thanks, Judy, for having me on the program for sure. Um, if we take a look at what happened in Ohio, the Ohio ballot initiative was really what the other side the pro-abortion groups want it is the so-called bellwether states, right? What happens in Ohio hmm. might happen in other states around the country. So they invested over $58 million in radio ads, TV ads, and all these different things to sway the public of Ohio to vote for a uh, abortion with no restrictions uh, ballot initiative. And unfortunately for the mothers and the children in Ohio, they won with 56% of the vote. Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it, Brian? You would think that more people would stand up for the rights. And when you think about this initiative, it was very confusing how they advertised it. Yeah, I mean, they, <laughs> they, they brought out you know, young people and victims of uh, abuse and, and these types of things. And they said that, well, these people won't be taken care of because of the restrictions and laws that are in place in Ohio, which was the furthest from the truth, right? Those who are abused or those who suffer a lot of loss or even miscarriage, those are things that we can take care of and we should take care of in society. But the child should not die as a result of those things. And so what they did is they threw a lot of political advertising into Ohio and we found that they still were able to come back with a win. Uh, but what's actually really important is that there's similarities to what they're trying to do here in Missouri, and hopefully we'll have a chance to talk about that in a minute. But in Ohio, the ballot summary talked about the so-called patient's life or health. And some of the things in, in Roe versus Wade and then also Doe versus Bolton, which was the counterpart to Roe versus Wade back in 1973, they talked about the so-called health of the mother, which is defined by the abortionist. And so it could be the mental health, the societal health, or, or any generic health. Or and, any physical health thing. Or, or any physical health. They could anything. just throw those all in to make you feel sorry for the mother having not the ability to be able to have an abortion. Right. And so because of that, the abortionist can kind of move around and it doesn't really matter any restrictions that might be put in Mm -hmm. place, including parental consent and uh, waiting periods and restrictions on the number of weeks you can be along. These all get kind of ignored once we throw this thing. Because of the passion for the mother. Right. So that's what happened in Ohio. 
But here in Missouri, I think it's really, really critical for us to take a look at the the 17 different ballot initiatives in Ohio. 17? There's 17, yeah. In, in the state of Missouri that are pending. They're that are pending, yeah. So in Ohio, there was one, and the abortion groups got right behind it. They were all on board. They poured you know nearly $60 million into this one ballot initiative. And here in Missouri, there are... 17 different varieties. 17. The abortion industry must be scrambling. Right. And and be disjointed because if there are 17 of them and they have to fight all of those, wow. Right. And so currently they were in the courts up until very recently and now they have come out of the courts and they are going out to the people of Missouri to sign a ballot initiative petition. So they need 171,000 signatures in the state of Missouri. For each of the 17? For each of the 17, if they want to get any of the 17 on the ballot. And what we find is that many of the different abortion groups, including Planned Parenthood and their head abortionists, are very disjointed. They're not very well organized. They don't quite know what they're doing. But that doesn't mean that this isn't a threat. It's very, very big threats to the state of Missouri. In fact, the initiatives, all of them create immunity for anyone involved with an abortion, meaning if a woman dies or gets hurt or, or anything else happens in the midst of this abortion, they get full immunity. You can't sue them, even a criminal offense that might happen. These initiatives all provide immunity to the abortion industry. So no matter which one, if any of them would get enough signatures on the petition to make it a ballot issue would be detrimental. It would be very detrimental. And so we know that back in 1984, uh, we were at the height of abortions in the state of Missouri. There was over 20,000 abortions. Uh, Prior to the Dobbs decision, there were only 152 abortions that happened the year before the Dobbs decision. And then since then, obviously, there are no more abortions in the state of Missouri. And they're sending them to Illinois or Kansas or these other states. I just can't believe that all 17 of these are so detrimental. So, so Brian, you're saying if one of them gets on the ballot, we're in trouble. Yeah. So all of them have two things that are very, very important for us to look at. The first is the so-called health exception. And I think I mentioned earlier that if a woman goes to an abortionist and says, hey, I'm just feeling sad today, that would be a health exception because she's depressed or not feeling well. And so uh, that's number one. And all of the different ballot initiatives have that. Now, some of them have parental rights. They leave that in. Some have the ability for the government to restrict based on viability or based on the number of weeks. Some of them have a restriction on government funding, these kind of things. But all of them have this so-called health exception. So explain that health exception a little more. You said if a mother comes in sad, does that mean it's okay to give her an abortion because she's sad? Or do you send her home and say, think about it a few days? So no, this exception would be that they could do the abortion that day because of the opinion of the abortionist that her health is in jeopardy. And the definition is not defined by the state of Missouri. The definition is whatever the abortionist wants the definition to be, meaning that they could say, hey, you know, she's not really feeling well today. She's depressed. And because of that, we need to be able to provide this abortion. And so any restriction in any of these ballot initiatives 
really don't matter because of this so-called health exception. And then the second thing on all of these 17 is that there's this immunity piece to it in all of the 17 variety. And so we on the pro-life movement, we are 100% united. And one of the things we really start talking about is that Missouri is not Ohio. The abortion industry is completely fractured on this. They don't know which one of the 17 that they're going after. They're very delayed. They need to be in May is the deadline for them to get these petitions in. But we on the pro-life movement, we are well organized. We're ready and we're going to be able to fight back this. So one suggestion and also a request of your listeners here is if you see someone collecting petitions that you call our good friends over at Missouri Right to Life and let them know that they're collecting petitions and also spend a little bit of time. One signature on a petition is probably equal to 10 or 20 votes on the actual day of the vote. So one, don't sign the petition, one. And then two, we want to persuade people not to sign that petition for sure. So how do we educate people? There's so much bad advertising out there concerning probably this whole thing. How do we educate people so that they believe what the right things are? Yeah, absolutely. Well, here in the state of Missouri, I mean, we've been a pro-life state for 50 years and right. we've been winning every single day for 50 years and it's, it feels really good. But we do know that if the abortion industry pours tens of millions of dollars into Missouri, you know, we've got a fight on our hands. So here at Coalition Life, our job is sidewalk counseling and taking care of these women and you know, running their good pregnancy center. Yet I think it's really important for all of us to understand that the gains that we've had over 50 years could be lost on one day. Mm. And so we should be talking to our friends and our family and to our pastors and to our congregations and help them be aware of these 17 ballot initiatives that just came out of the court systems. And so we likely will start seeing people on the street corners or at the grocery store or trying to get petitions at different events. And we should be reacting then and there because at that moment, that's when it's going to be the most important. The best position we should be in as far as the pro-life movement is to keep these 17 ballot initiatives off the ballot. So how do you know if one of these is a bad ballot initiative? Well, I think the first thing, anything related to so-called reproductive health or women's health. So the summaries on the top of these, unfortunately, are going to be very generic. Mm -hmm, right. And I'm thinking about triggers. Right. So, you know, they'll approach you or a friend or somebody else and say, hey, would you like to protect women's rights? Uh, would, do you think women should have the choice to make their own uh, autonomous decisions? And frankly, we, we agree with that. We, we want women to be healthy. We want them to make autonomous decisions about their health. Uh, what we don't want is children to die in the process. And so what's critically important is that we understand that they're going to be using language that just does not use the word abortion, talks about things like miscarried treatment or aptopic pregnancies or some of these other things, and really it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with abortion. Those are silent triggers that we need to be aware of, right? Absolutely. And I think it's um, important for us to also pray 
you know, we go out and we pray in front of these abortion facilities. There's still one over on the, well, there's two on the other side of the river here in St. Louis, not, uh, not to mention also the one in Carbondale, two in Carbondale. And so we understand that women from Missouri are still getting abortions. They're going to these other states. So pray for them, pray for our politicians, pray for the judges, and, and also make sure that we're very aware that these ballot initiatives are going out and collecting signatures right now. Hey, Brian, would you join me after the break? Because I want to talk to you more about this with Missouri and what people are doing at Coalition for Life and how people can help. But I also want to go back to Ohio. And now that this initiative, what happened to it in Ohio, what's going to happen to Ohio in the future? Where are they going? And where are other states thinking about going because of that quote win founder and executive director coalition life brian westbrook is my guest if you've listened to me at any time at all or you've been friends with me you know that i love to help people tell their story another thing i enjoy doing is helping people find their highest potential If you're in a life's rut and you just can't figure out how to get past your stuck place, a life coach like me could help. Let me walk with you through your journey of transition. I'm a Christian life coach, and to find out more about my coaching, go to my coaching page at judyredlick.com or email me at jredlickspeaks at gmail.com. Westbrook is my guest. I'm Judy Redlick. This is Encounter. Brian is the founder and executive director of Coalition Life. We've been talking about what happened in Ohio on the ballot initiative concerning overturning Roe versus Wade and that whole abortion dilemma. And we're going to, in this segment, give you an idea of what other states are doing and what we could be doing in Missouri and Illinois how you can get involved, and how we can pray. So please stay tuned, won't you? Brian, there was only one ballot initiative this year concerning that, and it got a lot of press. Have there been others? Yeah, I think for us here in Missouri, as we look to our neighbors to the West, I think it's really important for us to also look at Kansas. There was a few other states that had some initiatives, but I think Kansas is important as well. Because the, before the Dobbs decision came down, the Kansas Supreme Court, very similar to the Roe versus Wade, created a right to abortion out of thin air uh, and said that uh, in Kansas, there is a fundamental right, is what they said. And so the pro-life movement put together a ballot initiative. They called it Value Them Both. Great so, name. I know. Isn't that a great name? That's right? a great name. We, and so they raised $11 million dollars. And got this on the ballots. And then a few weeks after the Dobbs decision, they lost. Uh, The pro-life movement lost this initiative in Kansas. You know, similar to what happened in Ohio, but just it was a different type of ballot initiative. And so we have a huge threat here in Missouri. But as we look at some of these other states, we've had an opportunity to start working in Kansas. Because we know now, since they're well beyond, they were the first ballot initiative that came post the Dobbs decision. And what they have done is they have really, really looked at how do we create networks of service for these women? 
Because if they don't feel like they have to have an abortion, if they don't feel like they're in a terrible situation, they know that there's a safety net for them. That's really important for us. So one of the things we've actually done very, very well in Missouri, and we see states like Kansas really ramping this up, is actually talking to these women and inviting them into their pregnancy centers, their maternity homes, their food pantries, and also what we do is our sidewalk counseling efforts and actually going out and talking to these women as they walk into these abortion facilities as well. And so we've had an opportunity to go to Kansas City and we've set up a full-blown team there as well, including what we do over in Illinois uh, as well. At so Granite City. At, yeah. Well, we're in Fairview Heights. Fairview Heights. We're down in Carbondale, Illinois, and we're also up in Chicago. Wow, that's great. Yes. That's great. So think about this. Mention those four sites again because people might have friends that they could contact to get in touch with you. Yeah, absolutely. So Coalition Life is in Chicago in a, a suburb called Flossmore, and we're looking at the other 19 abortion facilities up in the Chicago area. Mm. I, I just can't believe it. there's 20 some odd abortion facilities in one city. And then Carbondale, Illinois, there's two abortion facilities. The third one, a Planned Parenthood is currently under construction. And so we have crews down there. We're talking to these women. They're coming from all across the southern part of the states. And so all the way from Texas, Louisiana, mm. Kentucky, Tennessee. Uh, we had a, a client came from Phoenix, Arizona to Carbondale, Illinois. Why? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> right? But, you know, we talked to a client from Phoenix. I mean, they are transporting these clients from all around the country to Carbondale or Fairview Heights, Illinois, and also over into Overland Park, Kansas as well. And so there's a, a, a abortion so-called tourism that is happening. Mm -hmm. And so our job is, one, to pray for these women and these children but also to build this pregnancy center network, build them up, donate to them, offer to provide resources and, and funding for them, but also be out there physically. So that's what we do through Coalition Life is physically talk to these women from around the country who are scared and worried and just spend an entire day driving to this abortion facility. And then they talk to our team. And so we can turn them around even if they've driven an entire day to get there. And, and I, you have resources to offer them. Absolutely. Alternative resources. And immediate resources. And, and one of the things we like doing is offer them a picture of their baby through the power of ultrasound. Oh, yeah. Right. And so, you know, unfortunately, about a third of pregnancies end in miscarriage. My wife and I, you know, unfortunately suffered two miscarriages. Mm. We do have seven beautiful children beyond those two that we lost. You know, we, we have a lot of fun with our kids for sure. But I think it's important for some of the clients, they have, why would they go through an abortion if they didn't have a viable pregnancy, if it might end in miscarriage? And so, you know, talking to them about that and then offering them an ultrasound to make sure it's a viable pregnancy, it, it's really important. So we have, you know, quite a few clients that will not, quote unquote, have to, right, go through an abortion. But also, I think it's really important for them to see a picture of their baby, right? See a beautiful picture of their baby on ultrasound. But then have amazing, beautiful pro-life people to then offer real resources, real, real help. resources. And yeah. real assistance for them. The other side doesn't do any of that. And if they ever do, it's because it's government funded. Mm -hmm. You know, we pour out of ourselves uh, by the pro-life community to support these women. And I think uh, that's one thing we have the the church and we have the body of Christ that supports them every single step of the way. 
this is all volunteer, the sidewalk counseling. Well, actually, we have a great group of volunteers, but we also have a, a paid internship as well. Oh, talk about that. And so uh, this is really a great uh, opportunity for uh, college students, recent college grads, or even retirees or anywhere in between where you could actually come out instead of working at Starbucks or McDonald's or my favorite Chick-fil-A, uh, you know, you could come out and save lives through a part-time job out on the sidewalk. Wow, amazing. No one else in the country is doing quite what we're doing Love with it. the sidewalk counseling. Yeah. yeah, and interns are real go-getters if you they, get their hot button. They do. And so they come, you know, they're, they're going through these classes. You know, several of our students have been nonprofit majors and psychology majors and these kind of things. And so it really fits really well with their, with their major. But then, you know, even beyond their college education, there's huge opportunities to be able to save lives. And so we now have over 43 people on our team, you know, paid staff on our team, not including the thousands of volunteers that we have across the, the Midwest now. How can people get involved, Brian? Absolutely. So they can go to our website, coalitionlife.com. That's uh, coalitionlife.com. Yeah. And if you uh, want information about the ballot initiative, I, I would go to our friends at Missouri Right to Life. I think it's really important to be informed and understand these ballot initiatives. Our good friends at Missouri Right to Life are on the cutting edge and understand exactly what's going on. So that's Missouri Right to Life and Coalition Life. Absolutely. Good organizations to follow. So as we think about this whole thing, Brian, uh, what are the prayer requests we should pray for? Yeah, I would absolutely say pray for the clients who are confused. We, we have so many clients who walk into our pregnancy center. We call it Women's Care Connect. It's here in St. Louis. And uh, these clients who walk in are confused and don't understand exactly, you know, all the things, all the messages that they're hearing on social media and advertising. And, and uh, it's just about them slowing down and understanding that there is a huge network of people of good faith who want to support them and want to love them. And all the other side says, the abortion industry says that, oh, you have to push it. You have to rush through it. You have to do this now. And if you want the life that you want. Yeah, uh, that's a, a key phrase. Is right. There if you want the life, life that, you, that want, you want, right, you have to have this abortion. And we know that that's not true. It's not true at all. In fact, it's the child can bring beauty and life and an opportunity to serve uh, a, a little awesome baby, a, you know, created in God's image. So, so one, pray for the clients that we serve, those who are confused, those who are looking for services and can't quite find services, that they would find those pregnancy centers. And, and also, for those who work in the pro-life movement, whether they be directors or just, you know, frontline workers, you know, just, you know, our frontline workers are here, right? They're, they're not a just, all right? Those people are on the front lines every single day, and I think it's really important. We have 3,000 pregnancy centers across the nation, and we should be praying for them every single day. And then finally, we ask, you know, I'm not one for politics. I know we talked a lot about our politics and ballot initiatives and things today. But our politicians and our, you know, the upcoming elections, I think it's really important for us to continue to pray for those. Even if we're not actively involved every single day, the politicians are making some decisions that impact all of us. And it especially impacts those, you know, little unborn children and the mothers who suffer the loss. And we need to contact our politicians to let them know what we believe 
and encourage them to do the right thing. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, learn more at coalitionlife.com and uh, we're excited to continue to work here through Coalition Life and also partner with so many other pro-life groups here in Missouri and Illinois and now in Kansas. Yeah, that's exciting that you've been expanding. Again, if people have friends in the following cities, call your friends, ask them to get involved with Coalition Life or even a pregnancy center in their area. Yeah, absolutely. So we're in Kansas City, we're up in Chicago, we're down in Fairview Heights, Illinois, and also in Carbondale, Illinois. And I think it's really important for us to meet the clients exactly where they're at. So if they're traveling you know, halfway across the country to get abortions in Southern Illinois, we need to go there and we need to be able to serve them right where they're at, uh, right as they're driving into these facilities. And offer them hope. Absolutely. So and only Jesus Christ offers that great hope. Absolutely. So we have 30 fundamentals inside of our organization. We read these things every single day. The very, very first of our fundamentals is to pray daily. And so we pray for the, you know, the end of abortion here in our country, but we also pray for each other. And we pray that the conversations that we have, the opportunities that we have, that we're not, we're not fearful. You know, when it comes up at the Christmas table and we're, you know, Christmas dinner table and we're talking about different things and, well, what do you think about this crazy ballot initiative? Or what do you think of this thing or that thing? Do we have the courage to actually voice our opinion, whether it be, you know, at the dinner table, in our public sphere or in our work environment? Do we have the courage to do that? And I think Jesus Christ brings that courage to the table and so we just need to pray and ask for that courage to talk about this really, really important issue, this pro-life issue here in the state of Missouri, Illinois, Kansas, and across the great nation. Brian Westbrook has been my guest. Brian, it's always good to have you here on Encounter. Well, it's an honor. Thank you, Judy. You are a wealth of information, founder and executive director, Coalition Life. Hey, I'm Judy Redlick. If you've enjoyed this show, please email me. I want to know how you feel about some of the topics that we're covering here on Encounter. Contact me at jredlick at botradionetwork.com. That's jredlick at botradionetwork.com. Again, pray. Do what you can do to be a blessing and a hope bringer to others. This is Encounter. See you next time. This has been Encounter with Judy Redlick. Informing listeners on local Christian events and matters that affect your lives. Spread the word and invite people to listen to Encounter on KSIV or online at BotRadioNetwork.com. Okay, sweetheart, I've turned on the nightlight and here's Teddy. Grandma, I love it when you tuck me in. You're my best friend. Don't ever leave me. I love you. Electronic Caregiver helps seniors maintain independence and safety at home with their medical alert system. The Smart Wristband provides telehealth, medication reminders, and personalized messages. If an emergency occurs, loved ones can call for help by pushing the button. More information from Cheryl Wilson at 314-312-0034. Check out more of Judy's interviews at judyredlick.com. That's J-U-D-Y-R-E-D-L-I-C-H.com. Or email her at judyredlickspeaks at gmail.com. Friend her on Facebook. Connect with her on LinkedIn.